0: Welcome to Positive Talk with Kevin McDonald.
1: Hey, that's me.
0: Hi, and welcome to Positive Talk. Our show features the best positive stories and people from around the globe as we endeavor to answer the universal question of why am I here and what is my purpose? Understanding that can change everything. And knowing your greatness is fundamental to living your best life. So join us right now as together we work to create the adventure of our lifetime and welcome to the show everybody we're here today to help you create the adventure of your lifetime and uh, the gentleman that we have with us is an accomplished uh, hypnotherapist as well as an energy worker as well as a channeler and he talks to the angels and he talks on behalf of you and what you need to talk about with your angels and and we believe strongly that that we have a connection to all that is and that um, that you are already great, but you have to understand your greatness so that you can live the life that you're destined to lead. Do you agree with that, young man?
1: Absolutely. They don't call it self-realization for anything, right? <laughs> and this is Seth Dietland, correct? Thank you. Yes. Thank you for having me
0: oh it is absolutely my pleasure to have you here because thank you you are so talented in so many different ways and you can help people and you're also a coach and so you can you can help people live their best lives and at least to discover what it is so they get to make the choice of whether they want to live their best lives
1: yes and now is the time to do that it's a very rich time to do that
0: it's boy no kidding it's it's a it's a bit of a scary scary time right
1: now yes well that's what helps us find it. Without that, we wouldn't be here having the end so that we can be thankful for everything that's scaring us into finding our greatness.
0: Do you believe, like I do, that our world kind of travels on like on a pendulum and it goes back and forth and it goes from being really good to being not so good. And, and at one point in time, we need to slow the pendulum down so that we can all live the life that we really want to live is that is that a decent
1: analogy i don't know there is uh something that appears to go back and forth if you will just like you say and there is a narrative or a structure or a design and that design will take us to two different sides of something because we do live in a world of duality. So we're exploring both ends of the dualistic spectrum. So absolutely, we do go through periods that appear to us as bad and then appear to us as good. It's still part of overall expansion. And we know that we always get upgraded through each of these cycles. Is that
0: because of the experience we gain through these cycles, both the experiences both good and bad, that we can then utilize to live our best
1: selves and to understand and to move forward through it? Yes, we actually need both in this dimension to have what we need to accomplish that expansion of realizing who we are so that we can utilize that knowing and do what we came here to do. Do you find, like, when I was 42, I,
0: was it, sales manager, I had the house, had the dog, had the cats, had the the wife, had the kids, had the picket fence and all that stuff, but I wasn't satisfied. And Do you find that in your work that a lot of people come to you and says, you know, th- there has to be more. I don't know what it is, but why am I really here? What am I really here to do? Do you have people that ask that question?
1: Yes, by the time people find me and the work that I do, they have had an experience that has awakened them to knowing that 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 they see and that that they've been told is important or believed is important is actually part of a temporary world and even when you have it all it doesn't have a satiating quality to it which is great because that gives us the opportunity to discover who we truly are and once we get a little peek of that we're instantly curious we're designed to be curious about that in particular, about discovering our connection to our highest self or our infinite self. And once we actually get a peek at it, we can't help it but to actually be fully enamored by that because when we discover even glimpses of it, it is so satisfying, even if it takes us through an experience where we lose all that good stuff that we thought was great. So I personally have been through that as well. After I woke up consciously, I lost everything. And a lot of people will lose a lot of things that no longer have value to them, but that's not necessarily part of it.
0: I I, I qualify for that, by the way.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I had I had a period of time that I would call my bad country music song period. <laughs> my dad died my dog died I lost my wife left I lost my house I even on and on and on but it was all necessary it It is part
1: of my greater plan yeah yeah and we're even evolved enough now where we take what comes to us that may be something that we don't understand or don't like and even if we're gritting our teeth we're saying okay how is this for me how is this advancing me what is this revealing to me what gift is connected to that which is very spiritually mature of us so we're having these kind of conversations now which is amazing because we have plenty to chew on with regards to what we can see that we don't quite understand its gift and value that we can move through when we start asking that question and one of the things that
0: you do and you work with clients on is, you're, you're a hypnotherapist. How does hypnotherapy, the practice of it, how does it help somebody to learn more about themselves, to get through, so to, to they ask that question and then they're looking for the answer. How do they get the answer through that?
1: Yes. Well, hypnosis isn't mind programming. That's what most people think it is, is where we go in and reprogram a critical part of their mind hypnotherapy is an opportunity to actually relax the mind our human mind in a way that we have full access to our spiritual mind and when we have full access to our spiritual mind we get to explore become aware of that part of us knows everything that part of us is connected to everything, and that part of us is that that creates our reality for us. And so it's like we're two persons in one and we allow ourselves to step into our fully realized self. And from that, we can do a myriad of things, not just one thing, but we can accomplish many things because when we access our highest states of consciousness and our all-knowing self the intelligence that we possess there the power that we possess there we bring it back as a major souvenir from that journey in hypnosis
0: i got to ask you this question because you're experienced at this and i want to make sure that it it isn't because i stopped taking my meds or whatever <laughs> <laughs> I had a, I had a, I, I have a good friend who's also a hypnotherapist, mm-hmm. and she put me into a bit of a trance, mm-hmm. and then she wanted me to step aside, um, and allow my guides to come through, mm-hmm. and allow uh, some people in my life to come through, mm-hmm. and i started it's it is i gotta tell you it is the oddest experience when you're sitting there talking and you don't know what you're saying Mm -hmm. and because you're not formulating the thoughts you're not formulating the words it's just coming out of your mouth because they're using you as their mouthpiece at Mm -hmm. least that's how it felt like to me and then i then i listened to the tape afterwards and it all made a great deal of sense and it it was like she was having a conversation with somebody else that wasn't me because i don't remember anything that we talked about is that kind of and do i need to be put on wet meds or is that okay
1: we could all be put on meds but (laughs) that's true we'd need to be if we stayed only in the flattened reality that we're given the one that is the world that we see around us that's temporary anyway the one that's so full of challenges and problems And that really doesn't have a purpose when you can only see that part of it. And we really do get more out of it by exploring that part of ourselves. And there is so much information that is available to us that we will realize it, speak it out loud like you did. There's many things that will happen, and it is true that it Takes on a life of its own. This is where we'll also experience a timeless state and understand that everything is happening all at once. There is no past, present, and future. And all possibilities exist, and we're able to access a bit of this. And when I take people into hypnosis, sometimes their deceased loved ones will come through and guide them or give them answers. I take people in there to specifically speak to deceased loved ones if they've just lost someone because it's a wonderful way to have a conversation with someone who has just departed and they get to have an authentic conversation with them because through our higher mind we're connected to all that is when you
0: say when you talk about the concept of there is no past future there's just now just the present Mm -hmm. yeah That's a weird concept for
1: some people to get. Well, oddly, linear time is what's weird. That's why we have a difficult time with it in this reality. That's why we can't wait for this to happen. That's why we feel odd about something that has happened. So our authentic self is more disoriented by what we have here in the temporary world, which is linear time, which is a false construct. Interestingly enough, when we experience the timeless state, we feel like ourselves. And it's not something that you can explain with words. You have to experience it for yourself. And you go, oh, that's what it is. And once we experience it, then it actually opens up a totally different conversation that we can do something with because it gives us access to a whole level of personal power that gives us the opportunity to create a reality we want to experience or be in experiences that really enrich us. You know,
0: I was thinking about and by the way, I love talking with you where you we've got you've got a lot of knowledge and so I'm gonna tap into that if I can. That's what I, I'm here for. Absolutely. Yeah. The concept of time. Now I would say that time here, we have a twenty four hour day. Um, we have you know dark and light and, and stuff. But if we lived on a planet that was farther away from the sun and so it was now a 36 hour day or a 72 hour day depending upon the rotation of the of the planet and stuff that wouldn't that fundamentally change time so that means to me the time really doesn't exist it's kind of a based upon where we are in the cosmos that we're surrounding the sun at a certain time of uh, of day and stuff and we've kind of acclimated ourselves to that but that's really not that's really not a valid way to look at our lives in total.
1: Am I Am I close? Yes, and there's even something that brings us closer to home where we can actually know that we have the experience that time itself is not an absolute. So even if we lived in a binary star system on a planet that has no dark and light, there would be something different. But here is something that hits a little closer to home. Let's say I go on a two week vacation, and I leave the airport, I'm in terminal five at LAX or terminal N at SeaTac or whatever. And three weeks later, I come back from an amazing vacation, I look around the terminal. And I think to myself, wasn't I here just five minutes ago? Did three weeks really go by that quickly? Now, the opposite is true. When you go to the DMV or the <laughs> dentist <laughs> and you're waiting for 20 minutes for them to call your ticket, H24. <laughs> and you're sitting there and you're looking around going, I've got thousands of other things that I could do with this time. And by the time you leave, you realize you've invested an entire hour there, but it feels like you were there for a lifetime. And those are the experiences that I like to draw to people's attention when we get to really come into unity with time as a false construct in a linear sense and time being a unity or a, pre- a constant present moment.
0: Now, when we're, but we're we're still moving. F- See, that's the, that's the weird thing is it is, is a, constant moving moment of now
1: is that am i help me here well that's that's a good one that i wouldn't really dice up so much but i do think that a good person to ask that is someone who's 60 70 80 or 90 and you ask them how long they've been here and they feel like they've only been here for a few minutes in or a few seconds in this lifetime and again that also gives us access to being doing, let's say, a life review in a moment when we transition. It's because we can actually visit the life again in literally a split second, every moment of it. Um, and so when when we get into a heightened state of consciousness, we do feel where the moment to moment or the progression, if you will, of time, does seem to leave us and then we do enter into a state of just the eternal now, right? But we're accustomed to wanting or needing to measure it or to create something that we would call an absolute because everything has to be an absolute here to us when we operate with the linear mindset, but it's not an absolute. As soon as we start taking apart what we live within as far as reality goes, everything that appears absolute or linear is absolutely not, and which is a whole nother discussion. But we get to operate in a greater state. And here's where it gets helpful just to understand that time is a different construct, because when we are in the present moment, we access a part of ourselves that has the power to influence what we experience or create it. If you like that word manifest, some people like it as well. Because the linear part of us that many people call the ego is either taking us to the future and worrying about it or taking us to the past and regretting over it. It time travels either forward or backward as long as it makes us feel gross. That's not a technical <laughs> term and or a spiritual one, but it just doesn't feel good when we let the linear mind do that to us. And yet when we relax in a moment and we get into that eternal now, we feel like ourselves and then our mind expands and when our mind expands, a lot of things can happen. We can heal from anything. We can create anything. And then we can also communicate with all that is through various mechanisms, including the angels or those of our loved ones who've transitioned. Um, and who are in the higher planes of existence or the higher planes of consciousness. So it's it's kind
0: of like what we spend our lifetime doing, some of us, is that we're thinking of the past. Mm-hmm. The past is something that we is kind of measurable. We know what happened um or, or we think that we know what happened and it's just but it's a story that we would are telling ourselves and it may have been it may be reality and it may not be based upon the story that you're telling yourself but at least we have a concept of what that is and and so but some of us live in the past and we don't take the time to live in to to put the past to bed because i don't know about you but i i've been studying time travel a great deal and i've learned that we can't go back into the past to change anything um I well
1: asked. actually here's something that's a little bit to add to the discussion so when we expand as a being and remember who we really are we actually take offline our old reality and bring online a new one And now that we collectively are getting into a space of collective awareness where it has elevated or expanded, not just a bunch of individuals, but the collective goes with it because we are a unity of of a singular being or intelligence that is in multiple bodies simultaneously. And we are at a point where we've discovered that what happens when something shifts or changes is that we take offline an old variation of reality and we bring on line a new one, which is completely different and completely changed. And from that space, we can influence what has already happened. And more importantly, we can influence what already is or something notably changes that already is because all of this came about from having an encounter with multiple angels or the angels or a united voice of the angels over 20 years ago. And when I discovered healing frequency, energy healing, I was in an energy healing session and I had a conversation with what we would call Archangel Metatron and Archangel Raphael. And in that conversation, they said, when we heal, it's a matter of remembering that we weren't broken to begin with. And now when I go further on down to the discovery of how reality is constructed and we live in multiple variations, let's say, and each variation is based on frequency. so when we upgrade our own frequency through our own integration of our higher self into our personal being, we upgrade our frequency or we raise our frequency. So the creator is the highest frequency. And because we're connected to that, we raise up in that direction. Well, each time we do, we may carry the imprint of the various aspects of our reality with us. Like, Oh, I live here oh, I go here, here's my house or whatever. And yet something will change. And this is where we get to the point where we'll say, oh, wow, I feel like a different person, or it feels like I live in a different world than what I used to live in. And we, in fact, do. Now, I have had multiple experiences, but the one I like to share the most is where I had an issue with parking sensors on my car that needed to be repaired apparently. And I was in Sedona at the time and doing some work and I didn't really have the availability of my brand's dealership to to get that repaired. So I was going to do it when I got back to California. And I heard the angels say to me after they had already introduced me to timeline variations or variations of reality based on frequency, they said, well, how would you like to see the car repaired without having to take it in or through doing it through accessing your higher untapped potential? And I said, great. And a couple of days later, a friend of mine had a troubling situation. She lived in Phoenix. I dropped everything that was important to me in the day and went to be of value to a friend. Now, we all know that when we get an opportunity to do that, we feel an expanded sense of being, which means that we're integrating frequency. And when I backed out of her driveway, the parking sensors were working normally and have been since then. And so what was explained to me on the two and a half hour drive back to Sedona from the connection with the angels, um, from Phoenix is that what happened is that I switched onto a higher plane or frequency variation. And on that plane or frequency variation, that version of my car, didn't have broken parking sensors to begin with. So it wasn't that the parking sensors were repaired. It was that once I jumped onto a different variation of reality, they weren't broken to begin with, which reminded me of a 20 year previous conversation I had had with the angels about healing, which is understanding that when we do these timeline upgrades or these frequency variation upgrades, If we have something like cancer or these sort of things, we can actually get into a timeline variation. Or let's say we have issues with lack and limitation and we upgrade onto a new variation of reality where there's abundance or there's complete healing or whatever will have you. And just because everything looks the same around you doesn't mean that you didn't jump into another variation while those around you may not have so this is what we have access to and especially the knowledge of using it from accessing that higher part of ourselves and the pathway that we have to bettering or raising our reality now when we look at first of all i gotta tell you that is a
0: complicated uh uh, concept because does that mean that we are that when you there are multiple universes that are living parallel to each other and that you just had uh your energy level and your vibration had raised you to a different um reality within the same so the question then is how many universes
1: are there and that are that are in parallel to us Any it's, idea? it's not about a quantification or an unlimited number of them It's a matter of what you're observing because we are the observer and the observed, the creator and the created. So when we're in this reality, the reality itself is temporal. And by virtue of it being temporal, it's also malleable as well. So it's not like we left one behind. It's that we went into another variation of it, sort of like a simulation or a hologram. So it's not like there's multiple ones where you could get um, go back to another one. And so the changes that we have in our world right now are because denser or lower vibrating uh, variations are actually collapsing. So as we watch what goes around the bigger picture, which is an exposure of the limitations of old linear constructs, and they're collapsing around us to make room, For us to create something with a higher frequency or that's heart-centered not mind-centered right because if you notice Mm -hmm. the constructs that we live with don't care about the people and that's why there's poverty in the world that's why there's war in the world and why those that are the victims of those wars aren't even people who are involved in the conflicts most of them right and the people who are affected by poverty are not at all in a position quote unquote to make the decisions about how resources move around in this reality to be able to influence whether that reaches them or not so when we have all of these constructs that are mind-based instead of heart-based those mind-based ones are collapsing now because the world is becoming more heart-centered or quantum and Ultimately, yes, that means that we're upgrading into a different variation of the reality or the simulation, but it's not because there's multiple amounts of them. The minute we shift what we see, and this is where the statement comes in that I've received from channeling the angels. The minute you shift what you see, then what you see will shift. And that literally means the minute you have a different perspective about something, then reality has to behave according to your new perspective, which means that we're creating it from perspective. And so if we're complaining about everything and everything is horrible and awful and the the world is full of horrible things and horrible people, that's what we're going to experience. But that's why when we start finding the good in everything, that's what we experience as well because we're creating it by observing or shifting our perspective of what we see.
0: But that doesn't necessarily mean that those things don't exist still in their own reality. You're just not noticing it or not being part of it because you've shifted your personal reality to not be part of that. Does that make sense?
1: Correct. Correct. And we have the power to do that. I'm learning.
0: I'm learning. This is really good.
1: You're teaching me a lot. I really appreciate it. Well, and this is where, especially for the listeners, if you've been showered from other people or from different sources with doom and gloom scenarios about the future you don't have to live in that future because through the perspective shift you can shift into another dimensional frequency where none of that exists which is where we get the terms like new earth or heaven on earth or the shift the global shift or the great awakening all those different terms Are meant to indicate that there is a group in mass consciousness or the global mass conscious or the entire mass consciousness that's actually upgrading the reality from something that is constructed through what the angels call false constructs and actually replacing them with real constructs with heart-centered or with powerful constructs and so there may be different scenarios in the world that look fearful, or that may look like they have a fearful future connected to them. Or we personally may be in circumstances where we don't see a solution and can have a fearful projection of where that's taking us personally, can be personally or global. And yet we won't create that completely void outcome that we fear, because we're the creator of our reality, and we simply won't create that scenario. It's not what we want to experience. There may be some that want to experience it, and in which case they're getting what they want. This is all kinds of ways that we get to discover who we truly are on the higher level. And yet, at the same time if we don't resonate with one to live in something that dystopian then that's not the path that we carved out for ourselves as we make these various upgrades in reality through frequency
0: now as we talk about frequency and and raising your vibration and the the collective raising their vibration are there people that are going to refuse to raise their vibration because they're living in hate, division, and fear and feel very comfortable there and don't feel like they need to make any changes? What's going to happen? Or will they, will they kind of come along because they have to?
1: That's a good question. So all of this is based on the truth that in our heart and who we are there is the truth of who we are who we are in our mind is actually a falsely constructed version of ourselves. And so those that enjoy, they don't enjoy, but those that employ, you know, hatred, greed, and those other things as a survival mechanism, that is from the falsely constructed version of themselves. And inside each of us, is a battle that's going on, which is between our true and authentic self and our falsely constructed self, which is what we would refer to as the ego or the mind. Now, it's interesting because I do personal one-on-one sessions with people, and I had a client recently where we discovered a lot from the channeling that happened for her, and in this case, this client had a conflict that she didn't want to be part of someone created a conflict in her realm and she was trying to figure out how her higher self had created this conflict for her advancement and how she could take the high road to resolve it and through that that's where we discovered that that's what we call the ego or the mind or the limiting self is actually not us, but a falsely constructed version of us to participate in the, what you could call the falsely constructed world that we live in, or the temporary world, the temporary version of ourselves. So I told her that, and this is what I got from the angels. so it was channeled information, is that the ego or that that we call the ego, it's actually not us, and we get to expand greatly When we no longer identify it a lot of us are interested in divorcing that part of ourselves but it's what helps us navigate in this dimension and we constructed a false version of ourselves for a reason and for an experience but it was for an experience to rediscover the authentic version of ourselves and when we get there the ego can be a little bit of a nuisance after that because all of a sudden we start recognizing these thoughts that aren't ours, these powerless thoughts or beliefs that aren't us or where we can feel dwarfed by what we have the capacity to accomplish. And so I said to her, in the end, since the ego isn't you, and you can remove your identification with it, that begs the question, who is it that's at war with this person? And so we can take that in any sense who is it that's defeated by x circumstances who is it that's upset about this it's actually not us and when we get that we advance quite a bit because that being inside of us no matter how great we are i channel angels and do everything that i can to work with the light but in my own private time those thoughts creep into my head too because they're a part of being in this dimension. And some of us are ashamed of those thoughts, or ashamed of that person that we aren't, but we're meant to love that person, if that makes sense. So we all have that capacity. And so there aren't separate beings where some are hateful and some are loving. Each of this, as far as like all these different characters in this great big melodrama that we're in are actually externally playing out something that we have inside. And ultimately, this is an opportunity to allow the ego to die or rise up to be transformed from the higher self. But we're at a place now where we can actually take the association that we have with the falsely constructed version of us and do something powerful, much more powerful with it than to be handicapped by it
0: and what's interesting about that and i i i kind of i get that but what i don't get is that there are there are people that who build an entire alternative universe out of things that are really not true mm-hmm. and then they believe them like it's gospel or it's it's uh, there was uh, somebody was talking about Uh, this particular politician was ordained by God to to run the run the place Um, but they obviously had no proof of that and and stuff and and it also was very negative of the way that she approached it so I guess I guess I'm curious to know how do we how do we help people get through I know with your hypnosis and with channeling and You know, actually let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about your channeling and how you work with people because you channel your angels and their angels. And if you could be so kind as to explain to me from what they tell you, what's the difference between an angel and the spirit guide?
1: Oh, That's a common question I get all the time. So first of all, when we access the quantum field, which you could also call the mind of God, the mind of the creator, the quantum field, There is no division there, there is no separateness. So the angels have a unity, but they also have a unity with our loved ones who have passed, and most importantly, ourselves. We're all part of a singularity. And in a way, our angels are a perfected version of us. The angels like to use the analogy of an iceberg. So there's a piece of us that's in this dimension, but the larger piece of us is still left behind in a dimension that doesn't have duality like this, that doesn't have any of this complexity. And the majority of us is left behind and that's the part that we communicate with that is our angels. Now, can that shape shift to become specifically Archangel Raphael or Archangel Gabriel or Archangel Metatron or Nancy the parking angel who... Trust me, I live in Los Angeles, so Nancy the parking angel has been busy for me because I've lived in Los Angeles and California, and you go to Trader Joe's, and you could never find a parking space normally, but Nancy always seems to find one. But can our (laughs) angels shapeshift to become these various beings? Yes, but they're still part of the whole. And sometimes it'll be interesting because in hypnosis, We can actually connect with our angels and i do sessions like that for people where they can connect with an angel or spirit guide and they show up so differently but it's just an archetype that angel isn't i've had one that was a lumberjack i've had some that are all kinds of different variations i've had some where they show up in a suit like they live in a a corporate world. I've had some show up that look like other dimensional beings that are blue and all kinds of things. So people's guides will show up and have an appearance, but it's just an archetype. And it's a way for that part of us that is beneath the surface to be able to communicate with that piece of us that's above the surface in what appears to be a two-way conversation, but it is an inner revealing from an aspect of us that knows the information but needs to have the experience of multiplicity in that, that state. So in many ways, we can have different realities with the different angels. And what I mean by that is that sometimes they'll appear with or without wings and sometimes they'll appear in many different ways. And what's interesting is that because we have a part of us that shapes our reality, we will come along with different ways of validating things. So for example, I not only do hypnosis for people, but I have hypnosis practitioners that will do hypnosis for me because I love what you can accomplish with the craft. So much powerful stuff. And while I was in hypnosis, I ended up meeting what was revealed to me as an angel that was assisting me in creating resources, so that I can expand the reach with the work that I've been self assigned to do by spreading light in this world. And this person was like an accountant, let's say, for manifesting resources. And so I was told that I could call on this person whenever. And they had a specific look. They were, it was a, a young man who was very chiseled and kind of buff, but he had these glasses. So he had like a, a nerdy stud aspect to him, right? So he <laughs> a was a studly nerd. A studly nerd, yeah. He was and he was he was kind of flirtatious in a way that's like charismatic. And I'm that way. I'm that sort of flirtatious with people in energetically. I love to bring people up and charge them up with energy. And he was like that with me too. And in the experience, he shared with me that activating that energy is a way of activating abundance. And so he sort of charismatic flirted charismatically flirted with me, which I do with people all the time. Men or women doesn't mean anything bad. It's just a way for our souls to connect. Right? Right. And so he had done that with me and it was very fun. And so the practitioner said to me, we'll ask him what his name. And I never really ask the names of angels because that's only something that we have for our understanding of them. They don't really have a name, but I got the name Ivan. So we looked up the name Ivan. And it means blessings from god and of course it's an unusual name and so i looked it up and i thought well that's really funny and the next day and this is true to form whenever you do hypnosis something magically something magical will show up in reality to prove to you that you weren't just imagining what you experienced so the next day i go to get a coffee drink and i grab the coffee drink that i believe is mine and i look at the name and it says ivan <laughs> and <laughs> i'm standing there and all of a sudden ivan the real ivan comes in and he looks just like the being that was my my money angel my not my money but my resources angel yes. He looks just like him and i go to give him his drink and he starts doing that charismatic flirting with me. And it was a way of knowing that Ivan is real. At least it's constructed in this reality and someone that I could count on. So back to your question, which is distincting who's who. It's really just sort of a shape shifting of energy, creating the design of a being so that we can have a relationship with it. Other than that, there is no physical being in that realm, it just shows up that way for us. But we're actually accessing an energetic source and that energetic source has unity. So when we go a little less with distincting who's who with spirit guide versus angels, and it's just intelligence or consciousness that's communicating with us in one form or another, that power will expand and serve us
0: i like to and tell me if this is even close uh but i like to be i've i like to believe that we are on we are spiritual beings having a physical experience Mm -hmm. our body is going to last only so long and then we are going to park it and then we're going to go get another body and we're going to continue our growth until it no longer serves us to be in a body Mm -hmm. because we've evolved past that and Mm -hmm. then we become uh spirit guides we become other and we continue our growth for a period of time and for a long time for well forever and that the more growth that we have the more experiences that we have the higher we vibrate kind of dictates as to who we are and what what we would be called either a spirit guide or an ancestor or a spirit guide or an angel and but we're all the same it's all comes from the same place We're all the same energy it's just a matter of experience and vibrational levels does that make sense
1: it does and it was shown to me recently that this doesn't always go in a linear straight line as well no it won't no and there may be some times where we stop perhaps we finish with this lifetime and we're finished with this experience and it has been revealed to me what it's like to walk away from the body where we actually find that we have a greater amount of love for that being that was the vehicle for us having this experience that we do when we're alive in it. We actually fall in love with that being that doesn't exist anymore that you would call Kevin or that I would call Seth. And you walk away from it. And it's like when you depart from someone that you really love and you miss them and you love them greatly. When we're in the middle of being it we don't love it as greatly as when we're actually separating from having been it. and imagine if you're at the airport saying goodbye to somebody that you love so much and you feel the love for them while you also feel the feelings that go through you from entering into a state of missing them and it's such an intense feeling of love that we have for the body being that served us and one of the things that angels say is that if we can actually connect with that while we're here even while we're shifting because of age quote unquote um, or whatever that might be or maybe we put on extra weight or maybe we've got a pimple or something like that but we are supposed to love ourselves in that way and when we do we create a powerful unity with the two selves but we do separate from this and when we do we can also then end up in kind of a cool world where you get to take a break from that and have you know sun sand surf or whatever it is that you like fly around with your being and then you go okay i'm, I'm ready to go back into that other part of discovery. So it's not always a straight line. The other thing that was revealed to me as well, because there is no time, is that when we, we don't do our lives in the chronological order of our time here. So in other words, our last life didn't necessarily have to be the one from the 1600s. And then our next life is the one in the 2200s. We could have actually come from our life in the 2200s, popped out of it and popped into this one, and we could pop out of this one and pop into a prehistoric life. It's like a a program and and a hologram that we can do. So we don't actually live our lives in this succession because one of the things I do in hypnosis is past life regressions. And I have to call it that because it's common nomenclature. But when I see clients one-on-one, I explain that these are simultaneous lives, that we're living simultaneously while we're living these. And so whatever it is that we go to discover, we understand that that life is happening right now at the same time. You're going to give me a headache. (laughs) (laughs) Am I the first person to
0: do that? Well, no, I, because, because I and, and I understand uh, many of the concepts. Some some of them are are harder to understand, but at the same time, I think um, the timeline of going back and forth to whatever we need to do to serve our purpose in that particular time frame or that particular life has a lot of value to it. Yeah, uh, because if you if you may decide that, as an example, you've had a problem with forgiveness. the last life you did okay but the 10 lives before that you didn't so you want to go correct some of those things and so you can skip back from am i correct in that that you can skip over uh, a life to get to another life that serves your itinerary of what you want to accomplish
1: better yes you can and for example in hypnotherapy we can do what's called timeline therapy where Hmm. We can go to traumatic moments in this particular lifetime or other lifetimes, and we can use light to dissolve whatever is left over, because the source of life doesn't deem us good or bad because of any of these things. We're the ones who do that when we're in the false construct of mind. So each of these is an experience. So if we if we have in like in your example, where we have a difficult time with forgiveness, and all of a sudden we have an easier time of it in a different incarnation, all of those are different experiences, each of which has a revealing value to it, an expansive value to it. And in that sense, we can go back, for example, if we're still being hindered energetically by something that hasn't been complete in our knowing, because if in this lifetime, we had an experience in the past that was what we would call a bad thing that created trauma or stuck energy. It's because we didn't quite get the whole revelation out of it. So through hypnosis, we'll see it from a higher perspective. We'll send life light to it and it will send light through the entire timeline of our life, healing every moment where that got triggered again and again. So a good example of that is Let's say we were bullied in school and then after that, every time someone tried to take our power away, it actually triggered that original trauma of being bullied. Well, if we go back to that one time and say, what is it that the soul signed up to receive as a gift from coming into this life, knowing that in the first grade you would be bullied or whatever that is, What did it sign up to receive as a valuable gift? You receive that gift and see it. You have this, ah, now I know. And then you love it instead of feeling hindered by it. And then the light goes through each different point where in the sixth grade you were bullied or when you were pulled over by a cop and bullied. And all these other times that you were bullied and it actually triggered that same thing, it goes through and it dissolves the stuck energy from each of those experiences. And interestingly enough, whatever that expansive gift is, we get to actually start to use it with full access.
0: Well, that's 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 really cool. Yeah. By the way, we are talking with Seth um, Deedlin, Deedlin. Mm-hmm. Deedlin. <laughs> sorry, uh, Deedlin, and uh, you can go to his website, which is talktomyangels.com and he you can sign up for his newsletter you can also talk to uh him about talking to your angels and also hypnosis and and you work remotely you can go anywhere pretty yes much. Mm-hmm. yeah because it's all just energy
1: yeah it is <laughs> yeah um it's all done online now and in fact most people prefer it uh and it's a wonderful way to reach people all over the world and it is energy i teach courses as well and uh do readings or one-on-one sessions and coaching with people and um, i also have a community um, which is free and it's a way to actually stay connected to other conscious beings
0: it's important instead of being out there all by yourself to have a community of like-minded people yes you can depend upon and they can depend upon you to come up with some really positive things and, and can
1: be supportive. Yes, once a month we have an event in the community, it's called Expansive Conversations. And people from all over the world get on a Zoom call and we talk about what we've discovered that has advanced us in one way or another, and we'll find a lot of commonality. But because we can't very often have those conversations with people in our immediate vicinity, the people in the community absolutely love that and then i'm launching an angel channeled podcast that's going to be part of that conversation and community so that's one of the things that's coming up as well with that but it is important because when you're in an expansive conversation with others you get to access that higher part of yourself more frequently
0: when are you going to launch the podcast
1: in the next couple of months
0: congratulations it's thank you it's uh it's a lot of work but you know that yes i do <laughs> and but it can be it can be the, like i say in my opening the adventure of my lifetime exactly and i get to talk to extraordinary people like you and who even though you give me a headache because i'm trying <laughs> to wrap my, hand, wrap my head around all of the concepts because i I'm a simple guy and and some of these are very complex, but they're not. And, and so it's kind of interesting all at the same time. Yeah, uh, just
1: pick and choose what you resonate with. I didn't even expect to go that deep, but your questions led us there. And I always access that higher part of myself when I do these interviews. And I do that because of the audience and whoever is going to tune in is supposed to get that particular message. So whatever uh-huh. it is, it'll actually be a framework for new awareness and whatever that new awareness is will help you discover some of that unrealized version of yourself that you're after
0: now it may give me a headache but there's somebody in our audience that's going aha Mm -hmm. now i get it yeah and that's important it is important i'd like to thank you for being here young man you are phenomenal at what you do and you are a light unto the world and uh, we need more lights
1: thank you you as well and thank you for having me oh you betcha is there anything you'd like to add or to say before we go away sir just f- to those listening in the audience just tune into your heart tune into the love That's simple all the rest of this stuff with awareness and time shifting and all that other good stuff the power that you have is right there. So just feel the love and everything will fall in place. And the reality
0: is whether or not you believe it or not is immaterial because at one point in time, you're gonna find out what's true anyway. Exactly. Um, so it, you know, it, at this point, all I can tell you is be kind to one another, take care of each other, and work to make our world a safer, better place for every, inhabitant animal vegetable people so if we can if we could get that done that would be nice mm-hmm. so um thank you sir i thank really you. appreciate you having me mm-hmm. having 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 been here and talk to my is where you go and uh and seth you, you you're going to be back on in march and i'm looking forward to that i'll take a couple aspirin from before actually i'm going to do some reading and make sure because <laughs> i'm i actually am pretty versed in these things but you you went really deep um and which is good and it's it's good for people to know that there is more there's more out there and
1: that they can they can learn it there's always a next level and after this there'll be another one
0: indeed indeed so, mm-hmm.
1: so thank you so much sir and okay. if you wait right there
0: i will be right to bake Be kind to one another because each other